Well, hey, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, my name's Jason Knott. I'm the pastor here at First Dunedin Church. I'm so honored uh, to have you all here in worship together on this Christmas Eve. I know that there's uh, a lot of places that you could be. There's a lot of things, uh, maybe if you're like me and my family, that we still have to do. Uh, but thank you for taking the time uh, to keep Christ in the middle of this celebration. Um, so uh, growing up, um, we had we had this nativity set as as a family. You know, it was one of those old porcelain sets. Uh, we we had it forever. My parents uh, still have it t- today. It was our tradition to set up this nativity set along with all the other Christmas decorations uh, the day after Thanksgiving. But over the year with three young boys in the house, we, we lost a sheep or two, I think. Uh, Joseph's head broke off. Um, it, it wasn't perfect, but it was ours. Well, one year, <clears throat> one year we lost baby Jesus. Um, it, it's, not, it's not really a nativity scene without Jesus. I mean, you can lose a camel and still get away with it. But Jesus... Jesus kind of needs to be there. And, and so my mom, uh, she went and she bought a replacement baby Jesus. Uh, the only problem, though, was um, the substitute baby Jesus. Uh, she bought it from, like, the dollar store. So the artistic qualities of this baby Jesus was, it, it was, it was lacking. His, his features were a little distorted. Uh, y'all, we had an ugly baby Jesus. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. Um, later on, we actually found the original baby Jesus, the, the cute one. Uh, Mary had twins. Hallelujah, right? Um, but now, now we were faced with this dilemma, right? What, what do we do with the substitute baby Jesus, the, the ugly one? I mean, he's ugly, but you can't really just like throw him away. That feels kind of sacrilegious. Uh, so what we did was we hid this kind of not so cute baby Jesus up in the top of the nativity scene. Th- this baby Jesus wasn't surrounded by Mary and Joseph looking down adoringly at him. The, the wise men didn't come to bring gifts to, to this baby Jesus. The, the shepherds didn't come to see this ugly baby Jesus. But there was this kind of simple beauty in this, well, not so beautiful baby Jesus. Yeah, his, his artistic features weren't perfect. But, you know, he, he reminded us that, that Jesus comes to us sometimes not as we expect or, or maybe even the way that we wanted. That Jesus comes as a poor child of humble birth, hidden away in a manger. That Jesus isn't born to a royal family or a wealthy family. He's not born in a safe or sanitized place. He's born in a barn that smells like animals, that also smells like the stuff that animals leave behind. I mean, this is, this is not what you would expect for the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Even, even the announcement of this good news of great joy is given to some unexpected characters. The kings and priests, they they weren't the first ones to hear this good news that the Son of God has been born. It's, It's some lowly shepherds who are working the graveyard shift out in a field, keeping watch over their flocks. And hearing this news, they they rush off to go and find this baby born in a lowly manger, placed in a feeding trough for animals because there was no room for them anywhere 
else. That this, this is how God has come into our world. Unexpected, simple, humble, and honestly, honestly not that pretty. Yet, how else would we really expect God to come into uh, our world? Uh, a world that's kind of imperfect. Uh, a world that sometimes is, is not so beautiful. That, that the king of all creation left his throne in heaven to come into a stable. And, and that would be his palace. And, and really... Really, no, none of us know what God is like until God becomes fully part of us as, as a gift that is given to us. That this is, this is the good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, the Messiah. That, that he came not just for the powerful not just for the popular, not just for the religious, not for the perfect, because nobody is perfect, but he came as the perfect gift for everyone, for all the people. He came as a savior to our imperfect and sometimes not so beautiful world to show us his perfect way, to, to make this world more beautiful, to be the light in the darkness. He came to, to rescue and restore and redeem and perfect, to be the savior that that nobody expected, but the Savior that, that we truly need. Uh, the Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Paul says this, he said, God caused the one who didn't know sin, that's, that's Jesus, to be sin, take on sin for our sake, so that through him we could become the righteousness of God. That, that Jesus took on all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our brokenness, all of our ugliness, all that's wrong with the world, and it was put on him who never did any wrong, so that we could be put right with God again. And, and so, that, so that we could put on God for our sake. He did all of this for us, for you and for me. A Savior has been born this day, Jesus is God's gift of faithful love, even to the very end. And so even as, as unexpected, as humble, as, as poor as he was, Jesus was and truly is the, the greatest gift ever given to our imperfect and sometimes not so beautiful world. That, that even though everyone said that there was, there was no room for him, Jesus found a simple place a humble place in our world that he fit right in. And today we also celebrate that Jesus has a place for you, that, that you belong, that you matter, and that you are loved by God. Uh, show of hands, um, how many of you all, uh, does anybody else do like family ornaments? Anyone else have like depictions of like family ornaments that you do like every, every year? Um, we, we, we have this. Um, so maybe, maybe it's a picture of like of snowmen with, you know, the ages of, of kids and the family members and names on it. Or maybe it's pictures uh, that you put up every year. Our family does this. Um, our family of four, we've been depicted as elves before, um, as, as snow people, um, as like Christmas dogs, I guess, um, as, as a really cold family uh, that's getting ready to go skiing. 
which is the most unrealistic of any of them living in Florida, right? Um, but I heard this one story on, on a podcast. Uh, th- this family had this same tradition, a family of four, but then they adopted two children from the Republic of Congo. It was brothers, ages like eight and 10, I think. Their names were Andre and Luke. Um, it took months to adopt these two boys from the Congo. And by the time that all the paperwork was done, the adoption was finalized, they arrived into their new home in the United States in November. They had never been to America before. Uh, they spoke some English, but, but it wasn't perfect. And they had a lot of questions about life in, in America now and their new home. Uh, but they also landed, to make it a little bit trickier, they also landed uh, while America was decorating for Christmas, kind of right at the end of, of November. And so Andre and Luke knew, they knew about Jesus and Christmas, but, but they celebrated it much differently in the Congo than we do in the United States. And so uh, they were asking their new adoptive parents all of these questions. Why? Why, why are people putting lights on outside of the house? Don't lights go inside of the house? Why, why are we standing in a parking lot? Why, why are there all of these trees in the parking lot? Why is somebody putting a tree on top of our car? Why are we bringing the tree into our house? What is happening? Everything was a question, but it was all so exciting. And when they, they saw the lights wrapped around the Christmas tree and they just stood back and marveled at it in their living room, it was, it was all just like such a thrill to them. But do you know the thing that they got most excited about? It was Christmas ornaments. Christmas ornaments. So these these adoptive parents, they had this tradition of, of taking pictures of their family member and putting it into a Christmas ornament and then hanging it on the tree. And so it was the mom and the dad and uh, the two older daughters. But now, now they had to get some new ornaments. And so they put a picture of Andre in one and a picture of Luke in the other one. And when Andre and Luke saw their picture in the ornaments hanging on the tree, they just burst out saying, are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Which was like Andre's catchphrase when he's just like over the top excited. If this was the most exciting part of Christmas for them. The, these two kids experiencing an American Christmas for the very first time. The, the most exciting thing was, was Christmas ornaments. Which makes you ask the question, like, why? Why is the most exciting thing about Christmas to a child who has gotten on an airplane, left an orphanage, and came to a different country? Why? Why these Christmas ornaments? It's because when, when Andre and Luke saw their pictures on that tree, they realized that this was their home. That they realized that, that they belong that they realized we are, we are loved. And there is nothing more powerful than knowing that we are loved. And there's nothing more powerful than seeing that we are loved. That, that love that is put on display. Parents, that's, that's why you all have driven yourself kind of bonkers over the past month, isn't it, right? 
You've been, you've been trying to find the perfect gift, make the perfect meal, do all of the, the holiday things. And, and it's not really so you can pull off some big show called Christmas. At, at least I, I hope that's not it. But it's you trying to communicate to the people that you love that they are in fact loved. They're, they're, they're worth all of this. And that's what Christmas is all about. It's not about the stuff and the show and the pageantry and the lights and the tree and all of that. It's it's our best attempt to show people that we love them, that they they belong with us. Friends, that's the story of Christmas. Christmas is God saying to us. Christmas is God showing us that we are loved. It's God saying, you belong, that you, you are God's child. And you are God's child, and you are God's child, and you are God's child. Look, I don't know, um, I don't know if they decorate for Christmas in heaven uh, to celebrate Jesus' birthday, uh, but I imagine that, that if they did, I imagine that God would have your picture hanging on the tree of life. And God would go, oh, wow, look at her. Gosh, I was so proud of her. Oh, look, look at him. Jesus, Jesus, you remember when? Look at him. Ah, oh, love that one. And, and can you just imagine that? For kids, that might be easier to imagine. Uh, for adults, though, there, there seems like there's a disconnect. Where, where's the disconnect between when you're a child and hearing that you are loved, you belong in God's family, and when you're an adult? Famous passage of scripture, John chapter 3, says, For God so loved, loved the world, the whole world, that God gave a present. Because that's what you do when you love. You, you give God so loved the the whole world that God gave his only son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him would have life forever. And so I want to invite you this Christmas to receive God's gift of love, to receive the light of Christ. In in a moment, we're going to sing um, Silent Night. And this this is a reminder for you that God has come for you, that you belong in God's family, that you are loved, and that God is with you.